Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode 98, presented by Labatt, the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. Whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's always time for hockey, and it's always time for Labatt Beer and Labatt Blue. Remember, those limited edition Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light Detroit Red Wing cans are still available, and get them while they're cold. And remember, always enjoy our premium beer responsibly. And on episode 97, we continue with our uh, Red Wings dad's mentor's trip, and our guest is Dylan Larkin's dad, Kevin Larkin. It's a rollicking conversation, as always, with Kevin, so let's welcome him in to the Red and White Authority. Kevin, thanks for joining us here on the Red and White Authority. Really appreciate it. Uh, I've told Dylan this a couple of times that he is actually first-generation Michigan, meaning born and raised in the state. Uh, I know your brother, and uh, how did the Larkin family settle in Michigan? Of all, I mean, much to everyone's happiness. I mean, you're, you're, you're here in Detroit, but how did that all come about? It goes back uh, in the 80s. My brother was the first, uh, we were hockey and soccer players, so... Uh, uh, Paul, who's a little younger than I, he went down to Oakland University on a soccer scholarship. I remember uh, I was playing junior hockey in Toronto and I aspired to, to uh, move to the next level in hockey and I broke my kneecap. Ooh. So uh, I was uh, like laid down or laid up for uh, a good eight months, but I'm kind of sidetracked to how it all started, but this i got to tell this story. Yeah, hey, no, let's hear it. If you want stories, all right, I'll yeah. give you some. Yeah, I can't wait. But my dad and I said, oh, we'll go now to Oakland University with you, uh, Paul, you know, on this recruiting trip. And uh, Oakland U, back in the 80s, like it was, I think, 81, 82, there was nothing. I mean, there was okay. a university, as you know, right. there was a silver dome, and then there was this little motel in between. <laughs> My dad and I, that's where we were all weekend while Paul's, uh, you know, uh, going through his recruiting trip and his weekend. So, nevertheless, uh, we ended up being in the uh, silver dome but on the Sunday for the recruiting part of it. And so the coach and uh, my Dad and I were having a couple of pops, so uh, and Oakland were paying for it. So and at the main event, remember the main event? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I've been there many times myself. Oh, so we're sitting at the table, and uh, the coach, Oakland University, Gary Parsons, goes, "Mr. Larkin, I want to offer your boy a, a scholarship at the university or Oakland University." And uh, my dad pauses, and he's looking at him like, uh, you know, us Canadians, I guess we take, uh, now we live here, we know how hard it is, and, right. and a privilege, you know, to be offered a scholarship. But So my dad, the Irishman, he paused, and then he's looking at Gary, and here's his, uh, his negotiation, pushes the pops to the side, and he goes, well, Gary, here's the deal. If you want Paul, you got to take Kevin. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm in a cast, and Gary's going, How? I don't even, I've never seen, never scouted, never heard about him. My dad goes, Trust me, he's good. You know? <laughs> so, per Paul's listening to this, and yeah, I'm going, Yeah, dad, I'll go, you know, negotiating a scholarship for me. And uh, uh, Paul's gone, he's looking at him, and yeah, I told him, I go, Dad, back on. You know, yeah, I right, was right, getting right. nervous, and like, Gary's just dumbfounded looking at us going like what am I into or getting into here but so long story short that's how it all started with uh, Michigan 
And then I had some buddies that played for University of Southern Indiana, which uh, down in Evansville. <clears throat> and actually, we were big rivals with Oakland. So consequently, a couple of years later, uh, we were playing them, you know, when I joined uh, USI. And so it was a big rival, playing your brother right. up in Oakland. The family comes down. And I remember uh, Gary, uh, like I was marking his top scorer. And, I was shutting them down pretty good, but there was one time I, and I don't know if you know soccer, but I right. slight tackled, you know, to, right. to block or to win the ball. And it was right by the bench, and Gary had a few choice words, like, yeah, because <laughs> his player wasn't doing much. I go, Gary, you could have had me. <laughs> it's your loss, pal. Oh, yeah. Right. So I would imagine, because, you know, when I talked to Dylan for the first time, and, you know, tried to find out about him, the assumption always was, okay, your dad's from Toronto, so... You know, the assumption is is that your mom must be from Detroit, then, right? right. Is, that, is that how it goes? But but no, I mean, yeah. so, so. I well, I we met at USI, right? And uh, she's from South Carolina originally. Wow. And uh, her dad was moved up with his job, so she lived in Evansville most of her life. But uh, you know, we go to school, and I graduated, and it was rather interesting. I had to make a decision, or both of us had to make a decision, like get married or go our separate ways. And uh, you know, thirty years later, and talking to you, right? Boy, I mean, the Detroit Red Wings, like it, it's very cool. Yeah, I'll tell you what. So, so you decide obviously to get married. Yes. Why settle in Detroit? Well, so uh, this is coming together pretty good. Uh, right, yeah. If you're asking me this, sir. But so anyway, I stayed a year. We got married and I, we lived in Evansville and coming from Toronto. And uh, typically I went home in the summers, but the heat and in Evansville in the summer oh, it was unbearable. You're in that Ohio, Ohio Valley. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we were there for a year and. Uh, and I'm saying, well, Denise, I can't, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. She goes, well, I'm not going back to Canada. So I said, how about Detroit? You know, right. my brother was living there. Right, right. She goes, uh, yeah, I'll look at it. So we went up for the weekend. You know, she had been right. there a few times. But right. this one particular visit was like business trip, you know, like where we can maybe live and, and things of that nature. So, you know, we made the decision and, and moved up here and. Uh, ever since, uh, you know, like my brother and I uh, and his wife and, and Denise, my wife, they were like very close and we've always lived like right. within a mile or two apart uh, from each other in Waterford and Clarkston. So, you know, and now having the four boys, uh, you know, and they grow up like brothers being so right. close. Uh, it's, it's very cool. Now, at an early age... Did all four of them, and I'll include all of them because I've talked to you know every every one of them. Uh, was hockey always the sport that they just gravitated to, or was that you know did you uh, let them like choose their own path? Because it's pretty extraordinary that you have four really high end hockey players in the family. Uh, I mean, for your listeners, I guess this would be a, a form of brainwashing. <laughs> Hockey night in Canada. You right. Know, that, oh, was yeah. another, that was another. That was a point where we said, "Oh, Detroit gets hockey night in Canada." Oh, even more excited about it. <laughs> really? There was no uh, pay per view or uh, cable at that time. So, right. so then when does it kick in that you know uh, that your boys are very good hockey players? Right. Well. Let me go back. On. Sure, yeah. yeah. So watching Hockey Night in Canada, we'd have the 
my nephews and my sons, and they're all, you know, four years of age and uh, uh, three, two, and one. But there you've got young Ryan or uh, Dylan, uh, you know, all assembled around the TV. And like the olden days, we'd have the treats. We did, you know, the chips and <laughs> the pop, and it was all around the TV. And so they, they started gravitating to, like, the, the game, you know, and, and being educated and, and trying, you know, naturally, like every young kid, then they have the sticks and, you know, playing road hockey and roller, roller hockey. Now, now, were you a Red Wings fan, or were you always a Leaf fan, or did you try to change uh, their allegiance? Yeah, no, I know, but no, no, wait. Hey, hey, look, I mean, I, yeah. you know, you're, look, I mean, you, you migrated to Detroit, yeah. and they, we're all happy for that, but, I mean, in the beginning, are you going, okay, guys, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, Red Wings are nice, but it's yeah. the Leafs. Uh, you know what is pretty cool? I, yes, I was a Leaf fan. You know, Dave Keon was my favorite oh, yeah. player. Oh, yeah. When I played, you'd be on the lakes or the ponds in Ontario, and you're emulating uh, his skating style. I wore his number 14, and uh, but it was interesting because even with my mom, she would come and dad come down from Toronto. They're bringing Leaf gear and trying to brainwash the kids. And, you know, they're so young. They're, they're wearing any of that. They had Rangers. They had uh, Leafs, <laughs> Colorado. But Dylan, it was, and I was saying this on the last dad's trip, uh, we're having breakfast with Henrik Zetterberg. And Dylan loved the Henry Lee. He was five years of age and wearing the number 40 Henrik Zetterberg uh, jersey. And so I was saying that to Henrik uh, last year, and he got it. He's go, oh, I'm getting too old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very cool that his first NHL game, and he's sitting beside Henrik Zetterberg, makes the Detroit Red Wings. Right. The player he grew up idolizing, the team he loved. Uh, he was always a Wings fan, even though we tried to brainwash, you know, the boy. Dylan, in particular, he, he loved his Red Wings, and he loved watching Henrik. Yeah, he loved watching Pavel Datsuit. And, and then he, he was still a bit young for Steve Iserman. Right. I don't know if Steve would like to hear that. <laughs> but, you know, he heard plenty with the stories, you know, right. there, the, you know, around town. There's lots on Steve. But he, a lot of people compared his game to a Steve Iserman. Well, and then I mean, his first game was against the Leafs. Yes. He's scoring goals right and left. I mean, you just, I mean, it couldn't have worked out any better, I guess, for him. And even though it was your team growing up, yes. your boy now is wearing the red and white, yes. he's scoring goals. I would imagine at that very moment, I mean, what goes through your mind as, as you know, that's, my gosh, that's my, that's my son, and he's out there playing NHL hockey. A dream come true. And I, I always had the dream, like every young kid, that you want to be in the NHL. Right, okay. So I had my dream of playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But the second best dream is your son scoring, you know, for the team that he grew up idol or um, loving, you know, the Detroit Red Wings. And then to have him score, get a goal and assist against my old team, the Leafs. I mean, as a hockey dad, I mean, can't get any better. You know, he's going up through the ranks. He makes the development program in Ann Arbor. Uh, I can remember going out there one day. I was working at FoxSportsDetroit.com, and I went out there. We went out there to, to write a story and do a, uh, a video podcast. And so my, my colleague Dave Hogue ends up 
interviewing Dylan, who I wanted to interview because he was going to Michigan, and I'm a huge Michigan oh, okay. freak, and I ended up, I guess, I had to settle for Jack Eichel, mm -hmm. and so I, I'm talking to Jack, and he's talking to Dylan, and I can remember some of the coaches there telling me about Dylan. They said, I said, so he's going to Michigan, because, you know, I was so focused in on all the other sports. Sometimes I, I didn't follow the development program, which is the best-kept secret in Southeast Michigan, by the way. People should go there and watch these kids. I mean, it's the who's who of hockey in the United States. Great game. They said, the thing about Dylan Larkin is that nobody, nobody has the competitive drive and the just focus of wanting to be the very best. We have to tell him, get off of the rink, yeah. get out. You know, he's just a rink rat. He just is obsessed with being hockey. Did you see that at an early age or is that you and your brother or everybody just installing it? Because where does that come from? Because he, right now, he and Chalowski are always the last sure. two off the ice, um, always. Um, no, I'm sure it was, uh, we had some influence but, you know, the, the person in himself, he's got to want it. And, I mean, it, he's blessed with that trait. I mean, like, he wants to work as, uh, as hard as he can. He wants to uh, be challenged by other players, even at a young age. I mean, uh, rollerblading. Right. Uh, I, I may be jumping around here. Right? Oh, that's uh, okay. Oh, but we, with you asking the question, I remember the very first, very first time he was – rollerblading you know he was two years of age with a pacifier oh and uh, we're on the driveway and with my older son Colin I right. started with uh, you know the traditional rollerblade you know the the boot or the you have your shoe and then the boot and then right. the intermediate rollerblade and then you go to the regular rollerblade so Adam and Colin are playing road hockey in the driveway and Dylan's two and his pacifier and uh, he saw the boys playing, and he was with a stick, but then he kind of motioned, I want to I want try skating. So I put the, the first stage skate on, right. and he was crying, no, no, no. And then the intermediate blade, he goes, no, I don't want that. So I had Colin take off his roller blades, and I mean, they're right. two sizes uh, bigger than his, his, or his uh, foot. Puts them on, and... Uh, up he went and uh, flying down the, the sidewalk. No helmet. And here I'm running with them just so we don't have any answer. Right. It's just going. And then came back. He got the confidence. Wow. I'm rolling. So then he's back with the boys right. playing skate. Per Collins going, hey, I want my skates back. So <laughs> even at a young age, you know, like any family with the brothers, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. Rivals, you know. R rivalry, but... And I know from talking to, to all of them at, 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 the, at the Larkin Hockey School, there might be a rivalry, but there is a bond there that is as strong as can be. I mean, they, these guys are, they're all for each other. Oh. I mean. Well, like I mentioned earlier, they're like brothers. We right. lived always like within a mile or two of each other. And uh, every weekend we're together watching hockey or the boys were playing soccer or they were football, all the different sports. When he, when they're coming up now, you know, and Colin in his own right is a good, really good hockey player. I mean, you know, they're all good hockey players, yes. you know. And I call him Lark the Shark, obviously, is at Miami now, Miami of Ohio, and, and Hobie Baker. I think it's you can still vote for him, you know, please do. And I know there's a couple of Michigan hockey <laughs> yes, players. Yes, please do. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I mean, he's, uh, um, uh, when, does it kick, when does it kick in that, and, 
that Dylan has a chance to be not only a great, a good hockey player, but you know, NHL caliber. Is it when he makes the development team, or would, did it kick in earlier for you, where you you know you have to pull your wife aside and say, you know, we gotta, we really have to research this because he's about maybe to go someplace where maybe we're not that familiar with. Right. No, it's a great question, and uh, uh, a weekend out in Fraser, uh, it. It was like a decision time for him. He was 14 years of age, and uh, he he decided to make this or try out for this Triple A team. He always played for his local, you know, Double A team, Lakeland Hawks. But it was time to go to Triple A. He wanted to play uh, the the top players, you know, in the area. He loved that challenge. So we're playing soccer. I'm coaching him in the soccer and the hockey or, or the soccer, and he was joining. Uh, honey bake at the time, so I said perfect. He can uh, like Frazier, the soccer and the hockey tournaments the same weekend, and we're we're right there. We can pull it off. I mean, the per kid played thirteen games oh in a gosh. weekend. Like, and I mean, here Honey Bake makes it to the final Sunday night, and the kid could barely keep his eyes open. And uh, you know, like. <laughs> It, after that, you know, my wife and I, Denise, uh, we said, uh, we got, he's got to make a decision. You know, you can't play both sports, you know. It, it, I mean, it served its purpose because kept him fresh, you know, like uh, he wasn't just totally focused on hockey, you know, 12 months of the year or 24-7 right, at right. soccer. And he was a, a good soccer player at that. So, but he made the decision to go to hockey. He was 14. And then he went, uh, he was playing triple eight and he broke his ankle. Prior to that scouting year, they were doing this junior Olympic team. And so it was uh, scouted by USA early. So uh, they went to, um, it was a trip to Austria. And with him breaking his ankle, he couldn't go. So uh, I think it put uh, with USA hockey, he was on the radar with them. And it, it was interesting what I had heard that the coaches weren't that interested in them, but uh, the scouting or development uh, uh, scouts for the USA, they liked them. So, I mean, he never made it to their combine. He was there in person, but he didn't participate. So, uh, luckily, he, he they, they kept a spot for him, and a credit to his efforts. I mean, he worked his way up uh, the ladder, you know, well, onto you that team. I mean, that's why sometimes coaches are coaches. They might not be the best judge of talent. They can take talent and put them in positions to win. But really, it is the scouts who, I mean, that's why they're scouts. They're, yes. you know, and they recognize something in him. Um, I'm kind of a, I graduated from Michigan, so I'm a big Michigan freak. Yeah. And, you know, uh, any other school or was it like, like oh. when, when Red comes calling? I mean, it's like. Do you want you know, a good story about yeah, that? You know, oh. yeah, definitely. I want to hear this. No, damn. And I mentioned pops a lot, but uh, I shouldn't. But uh, we're all adults. We're uh, I'm at my brother's, and uh, all the offers start coming in. And we had planned to go to uh, Michigan State on a Friday, and then Michigan on the Saturday. And uh, I'm at my brother. Like this trip was already planned. I mean, he he. There were other schools involved, but he wanted to check the Michigan, like one of those two schools first, and. But uh, Notre Dame called, and with us being Irish, right? Oh yeah, you know. So I'm having a couple of pops uh, with my brother, and and I look at the phone, and uh, I answer it, and he goes, uh, 
it wasn't Jeff Jackson. It's one of the assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, he identified himself, and he goes, Notre Dame. And I go, my dad. You know, I start getting all excited. Right, you know, right, here right, he's right. supposed to be, uh, you know, help. Or I wasn't helping the cause, I guess. But anyways, we were excited about the phone call with Notre Dame. He is that my dad loved. Notre Dame football, even though he's from Toronto, he's watched it, oh, right, being yeah. Irish. And, but, uh, you know, he went, so we planned to do a visit Notre Dame the following weekend. And he, so we went to Michigan State on the Friday, and then he went to uh, Saturday's game in Michigan. And, you know, with the Yols, like you said, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, the student or the fan section, and when they do that, uh, uh, the one song between periods. Oh, yeah, right. I, oh, like they all do the, right, right, oh, the yeah. dance for oh. I mean, if you're not a hot, if you're a big hockey fan and you haven't been to Yost, you got to go. Oh, right. So was he a Michigan fan growing up or not really necessarily? Not necessarily. No. But once, like, in fairness, I mean, we live in Waterford. We didn't really go to, my wife and I, uh, with her, she went to IU for one year. We used right. to, when we first moved up, go watch IU Michigan football right. you know but uh once the kids came you know we we were never in ann arbor so he wasn't really exposed to to uh, ann arbor and and the campus but but going back to notre dame right 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 dylan after uh being at that michigan game we're driving home and he goes dad like he he videotaped uh the the second period oh, and yeah. the fans and the song uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. oh yeah. yeah and uh he goes i want to go to michigan and I go, well, we promised Notre Dame on Friday. And he goes, nah, I want to go. Like, you go, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to lark it, it's oh, going to be yeah, you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Kevin Larkin going back to school. It could be dangerous. Yeah. Jeff Jackson says, I think he still has some eligibility. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have signed. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. <laughs> he goes to Michigan, Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Uh, you know. It, it, it's turning out well for him. I, and I told him, I, I said, well, you probably should have won the Hobie Baker. He goes, no, Kyle Connor should have won the Hobie Baker. Yes. But he goes, you know, Jack won it or Jack Eichel, but, yeah. he, you know, he deserved it and all that kind of stuff. But he's at Michigan, drafted by the Red Wings. You know, everything seems to be working out. But that one year at Michigan, it's kind of solidified. I mean, then he comes on the radar in his home state, because unfortunately, once he started playing for Michigan, people are like, wow, there's Dylan Larkin, who is he? And bam, God, he's from here, you know? I mean, that kind of just put him, at least in the minds of the Michigan hockey fans or the state, people started, did it kick, I guess what I'm trying to say, Kevin, I know I'm rambling here, did it uptick a little bit for him? I mean, once he goes to Michigan, which is obviously a high profile, especially in Southeast Michigan, did Dylan's notoriety become even larger than it had been just in the hockey community? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, Michigan, uh, I mean, they have a, a big fan base, not uh, not so much, or not so much hockey to football, but still it's, it's a pretty strong fan base. And, I mean, they're passionate about the game. They're passionate about the, the school team. And it was interesting with Dylan's development. I mean, it was all new as a freshman, like true freshman. You're only right. uh, 18, 19 years of age. And uh, a lot of the freshmen, his class were older guys. They had played a couple of years right, of juniors. Right, right. So, but uh, he was fortunate enough to Red Berenson right away know, or knew he wanted Zach Hyman, you know, who was a senior class act, great, great kid that he wanted 
Zach and uh, Dylan to uh, be teammates, and they were struggling. Uh, or, or Zach was struggling from the previous years. Right, so. Zach, until until he played with Dylan. Yeah. I mean, and nothing against Zach, because you're right, he's a great kid. He's yeah. written books, children's books or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes. he's, a, he's a kind of a renaissance kind of person, yeah. but... Until he started playing, I mean, his senior year with Dylan was almost his breakout season in college hockey for the, for, for, for Zach. I yeah. mean, which is a testament not only to Zach, obviously, yeah. and his wherewithal, but also to Dylan as a player. Oh, and so you look at the success. I mean, it's all confidence, as you know, with right. with players. And uh, he gained momentum, gained confidence with playing with Zach Hyman, and then you uh, progress that to the following year, and here he's partnered with Henrik Zetterberg. So he was very fortunate to have like uh, a combo uh, quality uh, hockey players as uh, as a teammate or uh, wing wingman. When you let's go back to the draft, I sure. just want because you know I mean you know I I always read these things if the draft were done today Dylan would have gone higher than he did you know like what a 15 or whatever was he went yeah uh 15th overall overall yeah, yeah in the first round and that was kind of where he was kind of slotted to go you know it before now as I said he would have gone up much much higher but did you have an inkling it was going to be Detroit I mean Detroit had an inkling that they wanted Dylan how, how did that process work for the entire Larkin family uh, it was a whole, I mean, it was a very good experience. I mean, like any parent that you, your kid's being projected to be a first rounder. I mean, there's anxiety, nervousness, you know, uh, just like, where's he going or what's he doing? But the combine was, uh, was rather interesting. He was one of the few players in the draft to be interviewed by all 32 teams or 30, oh. is it 31? 31, 31 now, yeah, yeah. 32 yeah. next year. Yeah, so. yeah, if Seattle wants to interview him, I guess they can. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Yeah, We're staying. We're yeah, staying. Really, that's it. He's under contract for at least five more seasons. Yeah. But, but uh, so anyways, uh, he met with all the teams and so I'm excited. You know, after the day, I'm calling him. I said, so how'd it go? And the first question, I said, you met with the wings, didn't you, today? And he goes, oh, yeah. I said, how'd it go? He goes, oh, Dad, it wasn't a very good interview. You know, I go, you got to be kidding me, man. Uh, we had seen Chris Draper at a right. lot of the development games. And, uh, you know, so we were excited about the opportunity. But then after hear hearing that, and then Anaheim, I heard, were very interested, you know, with right, the, right, the right, advisor right. at the time, or, or agent uh, now, that he was saying Anaheim were asking a lot of questions. St. Louis Blues uh, paid for a psychologist. That was probably rather interesting. Oh, really? He went through a four-hour, like, uh, really? value. Oh, I mean, they, a, a doctor, or, like, a, or not a psychiatrist, uh, but anyway. Sports the, psychologist. The sports or psychologist, right, right. yes. Yeah, so they brought him in and he uh, four hours evaluating and it was interesting because I knew Al McKinnis through the national right. development team and uh -huh. so we were in touch and he was telling me that uh, uh, St. Louis think he would be assistant captain material so oh, how really? ironic here he's assistant captain with the Detroit Red Wings. Right well he I, yeah. and I think you know I'm not saying anything we probably both don't already know but he's if it's not next year that C's coming pretty soon to him. The, uh, no, I, comment, I, no comment, no <laughs> comment. <laughs> hey, that's your call. Yeah, okay, I, all right. yeah. Well, I'm making him captain. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. Thank yeah. you very much. You know, um, so he's always told me, 
you know, that he didn't expect to make the Red Wings when he turned pro. I mean, I, we went to Grand Rapids for that playoff run. Yes. Or, you know, he played a few games there. But the next season, and he claims that if it wasn't for some injuries maybe the team had, that he probably would have gone to Grand Rapids or, or whatever, that he wouldn't have been a Red Wing. Yet, I mean, I know how the Red Wings operate. I've yeah. known for years. I mean, they saw something in him, and I tried to tell him, but he's a modest kid, right. where he's, mm, I probably wouldn't have made him right out of training camp if we didn't have injuries. I think he's wrong, yeah. but he makes the team. Again, I mean, are you are, are you sitting back with your wife or the whole Larkin family going, gosh, I can't, yeah. you know, I, I remember the little boy in the driveway where I'm tracing down because yeah. he's in the two big roller blades of his brother yeah. or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's going through your mind at that point? Uh, I mean, just uh, thrill of a lifetime. You know, you, you think about... Here he made the Detroit Red Wings, you know, and a team that he idolized. I mean, his, his mom and I, I mean, we were very proud. Yeah. Parents, yeah. I, Mike Vernon told me years ago, he had won a Stanley Cup in Calgary, or Calgary, I guess right. I should say. I'm oh, talking okay. to, I know you're Canadian, Canadian so I, okay. I have to say Cal, I'm going to You haven't talk. said A yet. No, so. no, I, I should. You <laughs> know, I, I mean, I've been to Canada so much. Uh, but anyway, he, he told me that the toughest thing why he wanted out of being a flame was not he could handle the criticism. It comes with being a professional athlete, but it was the toll it had on his family because he was from Calgary or Calgary. Yes. Um, now, Dylan doesn't get criticized very often, obviously, no. but how difficult, because we have a tendency to forget, and you know how people in southeastern Michigan, if you're from Detroit, it doesn't matter where you play, they got tabs on you. You're yeah. from Detroit, and I'm going to follow your career no matter where you play, but when you're playing for the hometown team, which Dylan is, um, you know, I know it's a blessing and all yes. that kind of stuff, but sometimes is it a curse? Is it kind of tough where people think, oh, larking this yeah. or larking that? Or how does that affect you? I wouldn't say it's a, a curse, you know, uh, but I think it's a, a situation that uh, Dylan can handle it. You know, like he, he I don't, it's a gift or what it is, but like with pressure, I mean, he responds in a positive nature, you know, to, to the pressure and, at such a young age, like I'm uh, amazed with his savviness with people like yourself, with the media. Right, right. That, uh, I mean, puts the, the old man to shame and <laughs> I, I think you would have been a great quote in a professional athlete. I mean, I think everybody would have kept coming to Kevin Larkin to see what he had to say. I mean, <laughs> truth no me. comment. No, no, yeah. Well, you're getting good. You should be a politician. No. I always wanted to be one. But, <laughs> really? Well, uh, you know. But after, uh, we, that's another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Well, Red Kelly could do it. I'm sure you could too. Uh, you know, I mean, would, well, I guess you know you could be a you know either way. You probably you could either go to Canada and be a member of Parliament or you know join the U.S. Congress. I'm sure they could use you. I mean, um, uh, beauty salon sales. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan's good for business. <laughs> I think I'll leave that there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 
So Dylan's you know, the one thing I like about him is is that you know he understands the history of the Red Wings, the original six. Obviously, growing up on Hockey Night in Canada, which is kind of a historic broadcast in itself, and they understand you know the whole history of hockey and you know the old Foster Hewitt, hello Canada, Newfoundland, and the United yes. States, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so he has a he he kind of knows where he's at. He's really grounded. But the thing that I've always liked about him is is he understands the Red Wings are going through a little bit of a retooling right now. But he says, I want to be that guy. I want this to be my team. I want to lead us back to the Stanley Cup. And for a kid who's only, and I call him a kid. Yeah, you know, 20, he is. He's he, 22. Two, he's 22 yeah, he years it, he, old. Technically, he should be playing now instead of right. uh, like if he went to all four years of college. Right, you know? right. That's yeah. right. He'd be, you know. Yeah. Well, he's four I, years pro. I've always told him, I go, you know, you and Zach, if all these Michigan guys would have stayed in Michigan, they would have been oh. perennial national oh. champions. And he, you know, he agrees with oh. that. He said, oh, our team would have been stacked. Without question. Right. Well, you know, and his relationship with Zach is is great, too. Uh, oh. Zach Wierenski, I mean, you know. Best of yeah, I mean it's it, it's pretty it's it's pretty amazing, and I'm I'm not I don't know Zach that well, but I can always tell when they when when the Blue Jackets come in, you know he kind of looks at Dylan and says, boy, that would have been kind of cool if yeah. somehow we could have been on the same or I could have been a Red Wing. I mean yeah, right. he's happy in Columbus, right? But you know. Uh, but, you know, but I'm just saying it just as, you know. It, this is a good Zach Varinsky story. We're at the World Juniors, and Kenny is dead, Grosse Point uh, police officer. Him and I are in uh, the, the uh, restaurant. So next, uh, the head scouts, Tyler Wright and Jeff Finley, come yeah. in. And, um, you know, Dylan was already, already drafted, so it was Zach's draft. And... Uh, so right away, I introduced, or they came over, they knew me, and so I introduced them to Kenny. Right away, uh, they're off in the corner talking for a half hour, you know, and they were being interviewed because he was drafted. So Kenny comes back to the, to the counter uh, beside me, and I said, what was that all about, a half hour? He goes, I was pleading with them to take my boy. <laughs> <laughs> And they're saying, hey, we're not going to get him because he ended up going eighth and they right, think right. we were 19th. He goes, you're, you're six miles from my house. I mean, uh, he, he loves the Red Wings, but hey, good, he's doing a great job. Well, in right. I mean, he, you know, first power play quarterback in the first power play unit at 18 or whatever as a raw rookie. I mean, you know, he's, he's also a wonderful player. But, you know, again, being a native Detroiter, I'm not surprised that, you know, that you know, Detroit's producing, you know, produces great athletes, but, you know, but hockey players especially. Um, getting back to, to so it doesn't, Dylan can handle it, but how do you handle maybe outside criticism or anything like that? Or do, do, you, do you pay much attention to it? or Not really, to be honest with you. Yeah. My wife, more than I, and she'll kill me for saying that, but uh, like she, uh, you know, I, being a good mother, you know, there was uh, the D-boss, you know, when that first oh, yeah, came yeah. out, you know, she called me and she was upset. She's going, well, the kid's only 19 and... And I'm like, I'm thinking, what happened, you know? And like, I hadn't heard him. I'm out on the road making right. sales calls. Right. So then I came home at night and I listened to it. I go, it's harmless. You know, like he's a kid. Right, you know? right. Yeah, but people so like to like, hold it against him. Oh, so it was, it was a good test for us early, you know. But, yeah. but you know, I think it was a good experience for him from this standpoint yeah. was is that, you know, because he was a kid. And, you know, kids at that age, take thing, everything is magnified and hard for them. But... He told me, Henrik Zetterberg came to him and said, look, if you don't embrace this and joke around with yeah. it, then 
it's just going to eat you up, and then every, you know, then then that's a way that they can get maybe sort of inside your head. I think that's what Z was trying to tell him, but in a roundabout way. And so Dylan, yeah, you know, my gosh, there was a bobblehead of D Boss. Where it's evolved to. Right, right. And so again, a, a testament to him and to, and to the to your family. His whole support system is is that he just seems to. Maybe he gets upset or something, but boom, he, know, he, he he's able to figure it out and moves on from it, and it really doesn't affect him. Right. Well, he's like uh, the city of Detroit. We're humble, hardworking people, you know, and you say, uh, I'm very proud of him for that. Yeah, he, he, he's, it's, there's more and more demands, and after being on this dad's trip, my hat's off to these boys, you know, that it's, it's a tough job. You know, going city to city and the travel and uh, being prepared, you know, for your for the game. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to Paul Rasmussen and, you know, he was on a podcast and, you know, Michael 19, very similar to Dylan, kind of going through the same thing that Dylan is going through. And I know that uh, the first couple of months, uh, uh, Michael lived with with, with Dylan. Dylan kind of took him under his wing, which was a good thing to do, obviously, and shows you what kind of even though I've made him already Red Wing captain, yeah. what kind of leader Dylan really is. But, you know, that was the thing. And I, I, I heard from some of the players were thinking, you know, this dad trip's going to be interesting because even though they all kind of revert back to being adolescent boys themselves yeah. when they're on this oh. trip, uh, <laughs> but when they see what a back-to-back is all about, that's when you get an idea that, not that you didn't know that your son is in a, has a real job, but it's more than just a game. When you see them, you know, they say the back-to-back is a little different than maybe what these guys are used to on, on Dad's trip. And I, I assume that's exactly what you found out. Oh, I, I mean, unbelievable. You know, the Detroit Red Wings are – and it's interesting talking to dads uh, from that have been with other teams and on other dad's trips – very complimentary about uh, the way we're treated on this trip. I mean, it's first class all the way. You're, the only thing you guys don't do is, like, play. Yo, <laughs> I mean, really. Hey, the way things are going, we're all ready to lace them up. Come out of retirement. <laughs> right. hey, but we're doing this just before the Nashville game. Maybe we'll see another Larkin out there tonight. I can't skate that. I'm looking for excuses already. My knees are done. <laughs> well, you know, there's a classic video. Hopefully we shared it on DetroitRedWings.com of you introducing the lineup. Oh. You know, uh, was that? Uh, it was the. Uh, it must have been the Buffalo game, yeah, I would Buffalo assume. Game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess most times the lineup introducing is you know you read off the names, oh. but you had some nice editorial comments. And my favorite one, if fans, you've got to see this. Oh, you were in the room for that? No, no. I saw the video oh. and said, all right, you got to see this. you got to see this. No. They, they Hopefully, won't, <laughs> oh, they won't release it? Good. No, Good. no, no. Oh. They, they released it. I'm sure oh. it's been out there. When you talked and introduced, you said, I'm really proud to introduce this guy, an NHL mm. all-star. Uh, oh, Jimmy although, Howard. Yeah, and you said, although my son should have been there. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> no, but you know, Dylan, but, let, oh, oh, I took a lot of flack for no, that. Did you oh, what? I, you know, it, it's a fine line. Uh, you know, they wanted me to be funny, and Jimmy Howard, uh, class act. Oh, yeah, you know, he's a great, great guy. guy. Yeah, you he know, truly I'm, is. And I'm close with his dad, you know, with the Team USA. We've been together on trips, and... Uh, but like, and Jimmy, he's a very intense individual before the games, right, as you right. know. Oh, yeah, yeah, goalie for and sure. And he, uh, he had his back turned to me because he he knew something was going to come, you know. And so I introduced him, and 
I don't, the theme was, you know, a hockey dad, you're always looking at your son. Right, so, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I started it off while you were there when I mentioned, like, what, 71's not starting? So, <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember, oh, yeah, you were like. So, Blash didn't. Uh, you know, because you were, you were standing, Dylan actually is in the shot. His stall yeah. was like, you know, and you can tell it's, you know, he goes back to great, you know, he's a very accomplished hockey player, obviously, uh, one of the Red Wing team leaders. But he went back to being like, a, you know, the embarrassed oh. kid. Kid, you know, he's like just. Oh I, my God! Here's my dad. Uh, well, hey, I'm blaming you guys and the <laughs> Red Wing management. They said be funny, so and I had to put it together at the last. <laughs> but it, the, the, I felt bad. It, it was uncalled for. No, I, was, I've been apologizing to Jimmy and his dad all weekend. They think it, it was great. No, no, I'm sure they rolled off yeah. them. I mean, I, yeah, I, I did a podcast with both of them together, uh, and you know, it's done very, very well. And you could just—they have a great interaction, obviously. Yeah. You know, and uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure that you know they're even though Jimmy is intense and yeah. one of the most competitive people I've ever met, they have fun too. Oh, you know, but there is a, but. You seem to be, and it's not because you know your son is one of the you know stars of the team, but everybody says you know Kevin Larkin, he's the, he's like the leader of the dads. I mean, you know, you I mean, it's, it's just, but you just have fun, team, right? Tell me, ah, oh, you know what? A lot of it, it's the little kid in me too. Like right, I, right. I love the game of hockey. I've grown up around it. Uh, you know, just being around the guys, you know, like the team, it brings back great memories for me. And, you know, you get the butterflies and, you know, I guess I'm sure I show energy different to other dads because I don't care what they say. Everybody's nervous for their son, you know, right, watching right, the right, game. Right. And I guess mine is through humor. So gets me in trouble sometimes, not just around the rink, but at home, you know. <laughs> Oh. Uh, do you want to apologize to your wife right now publicly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my poor wife, she's used to it by now. Like, and my poor sister-in-law, she knows, uh, always tease me, oh, Kevin, not story number 45. She has my story's number. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know I, I think my family could do the same thing about me and my stories. Um, I, I, you know, Mr. DeKaiser's waiting because I, I, I definitely want to talk to him as well. So I, I, I'm real quick about um, this whole dad's trip and what does it mean to you when you when you put it in perspective when you know when there's that rare Kevin Larkin quiet moment where you're <laughs> where you're sitting down. Uh, you know, I know you, you for all I, I, all four of them, but I mean, you know, for Dylan and, and, and Colin, who's you know playing hockey himself and is you know accomplished player. Uh, like just reflecting back yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, do you, you know, I mean, is it... Uh, I mean, it's been a, a fantastic ride. You know, like I mentioned earlier here, I'm a hockey fan and aspired to be a hockey player, a professional, and I never got that far to now your boys playing the NHL and your older sons signed by the Edmonton Oilers and playing in the minors and my nephews in the minors, East Coast League and uh, Lark the Shark down in Miami, you know, with, uh, with uh, all his success. So, I mean, what a great art. I mean, right. we are like, what is the chance? Point zero zero one right, 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 right. of your kid playing pro. And we have four or three currently. And like the shark following the, the split Yeah, he's step. well on his way. Yeah, uh, let's hope. I mean, uh, and nothing's given, but still, right. we're very blessed in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I like when I interviewed it, when I, he was on the podcast. I said, well, Lark the Shark, how did, that, how did you get that name? And he goes, 
He looks at me like I'm crazy. He goes, well, you know it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then, uh, that's good. Uh, with all, he's the wise one of the group. You've got Adam, a Yale graduate. Right, right. He's the brains of the outfit. Yeah. And Colin, it's too much like the old man, which I need to uh, remind him. He doesn't want to be like that. And, and then everybody knows, uh, like Dylan, and where he's at. Well, Kevin, I could, you know, I could go on forever. No. And, you know, open invitation, as I say to all the dads, whenever you guys want to come on, we'll have to sit down one day and you, me, and, and Dylan and, and do one together. But, uh, uh, you know, I know from being from Detroit, I just know how that area is and I know how they embrace their own. But for him to handle it the way he has handled it, um, is absolutely, you know, it's it's really refreshing because you know, hey, you know, I root for him because he's from he's from Detroit, you know, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, t I say this to all the dads, but I truly mean it. They're outstanding young men, and you know, when I'm at the Larkin Hockey School, and you know, they, they care about those kids. They pair, the thing that's really stands out is the, the sense of community that they have in giving back. And, you know, that's a testament to the whole Larkin family. And, you know, I, I know you're Thank proud you of them. And you should really, really be proud yeah. of them because these are outstanding young men and outstanding citizens. And, you know, uh, when Dylan gets that C on his jersey, remember. That's your I call. told you. Oh, you told me. All right. <laughs> Kevin, thank you very Thanks. much. I appreciate it. All right, guys.